This is Pastor Troy. I hope you're doing well. We are wrapping up season two, but you know what that means? The best of season two. Here it comes. It's coming right at you in just a minute, but don't worry. We're in the studio. We're getting ready. We're getting things lined up, and very soon we'll be unveiling season three of On the Dock. In the meantime, you can go back, watch season one. Check it out. It is fantastic. It's not outdated. Go catch it. And now we're in season two, and get ready for this best of season two episode. on the dock with pastor troy here we're locked and loaded we're in season two here i hope you'll join us on the dock at dot o-r-g that's where you find us every tuesday and thursday we release episodes we're all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows into the deep we're going to get into the deep today much deeper we're in a second part of a new sub series it's going to be great but how do you find us go to on the dock.org find us at youtube spotify itunes and check out our other platforms there google play facebook roku rumble and sermonet and check out those five social media sites where you can be in conversation with us facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter we'd love to have you once you find us hit subscribe like hit notify bug all your your friends to join us or they will not be cool like you and make comments and we'd love for you to help us get the word out and we would love to have you as a partner or a sponsor partners are partners with the show and they're advertising partners and sponsors are people that just want to give us resources to do more fun things there's four tiers of partnership three tiers of sponsors go to patreon site look up on the dock and you can become one of those if you can't do any of this stuff go to onthedock.org it'll send you to all our platforms explain all this a lot better and if worse comes to worse email us at info at onthedock.org and uh, donna kronuski our executive director, she'll help you figure it out. All right, praise God. And we're in studio here. You got myself again with you here. Got my lovely co-host, Mother Beth. Mother Beth, how you doing? Doing great. She's still with us here. Sorry, I have ben, a mint. Ben's ha we've had lunch in the studio here. We got our, my co-host, Ben. Ben, you're looking good. Hi. Are you, are you are you awake? Are you doing good? You were very contemplative in our previous episode. Yeah. You're ready to rock it, rock it, rock good. and roll. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. good. It was good. If you didn't watch the previous episode with our guest today, you need to go back and watch it. Don't watch this without watching that one. Do your homework because it was good. And we're going to go much deeper into the water. You cannot get to this level of Donkey Kong without going back to level one. But we are going much, much higher. Mario is on the ball here. And we are excited about it. Yeah, thank you. There you go. We're, we're doing our series called Worship Leaders of Southern yes. Illinois, and it's our season two super series uh, that we're getting going here on the dock. And we have in studio for part five, uh, we're featuring in these three pieces, Israel Lopez from Love and Truth Church. I got that right this time. Worship Pastor Greenville. Yeah. Israel, here's a good picture. He says, don't use that picture. I said, well, change it on your website. It's fine. Yeah, it's talk, used now. Talk, it's to your, talk to your tech people. Your tech people hung you out. That's what happens. Your tech people sometimes do that. I'll see them on Good Friday. You'll see them on Good Friday. Give them a fresh new <laughs> a picture. Bad Friday. A bad Friday. So glad to have you again. Tell us, tell us just real briefly. Um, married, single, uh, dating. What, what happened to you? Married but still dating. Not just kidding. No, <laughs> no. that always makes the pastorate fun. 
Yeah, Alyssa's yes, gonna. That's yeah. my well, wife. Hey, you could be married and still dating. We did. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I like that. I'm yeah, still dating. Yeah. You still want to go out with her? That's a good thing. Hey, we're getting an Olive Garden now, so hey, I guess we go on dates. Are we getting Olive oh, Garden? That's what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. No. Oh my gosh. Maybe by this that time. No, that's it. the Holy Grail. We've been hearing that for ten years. <laughs> no way. Ten years. Yeah. It's not that new little place. That little place is too small for anything. I think that's a Smoothie King. I know. We need another yeah. Smoothie yeah. King, like a hole in the head. No, we need more Taco Bell. Taco Bell. We have six. I wish that one Queens. We got a new Taco Bell. Alone. Yeah, the 16. Yeah, and Marion. Yeah, and we got, we got two Taco Bells now in Marion because they got one on the backside of town next to Taco John. Yeah. You got to go Taco John, Taco Bell, Taco Bell. The one Taco Bell out there needs to rebuild because it's old and raggedy. They need to get a little more efficient. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, but, but but you never know which Dairy Queen's going to be open, right? And we need about that's three more trick. KFCs. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we need some more KFCs. Yes, yeah, that's what I heard. So date night, yay! Date night, you get, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're at thirty plus years of marriage, and we still have dates occasionally. So yeah. I, I do appreciate that. We yeah. we love date night. So you you're, you're married. You've got a cat. You know, you you didn't want the cat. You want no, well, you, you no, you wanted an animal, and you got forced on an animal, basically. Yeah, so basically. that's how you started everything. <laughs> so you there's you, our family. Yes. Yeah, your dad's a pastor. Uh, just mm-hmm. been, been, good mentor in your life. Yes, been, been, you yes. like your dad, I which is that. always good when you like your dad. And you just got just an incredible mission. Go back and listen to show one, yeah. and you can catch up on all this stuff. But uh, we want to get into the next set of questions because they're thicker, thicker, much thicker, thicker, thick, thicker. All right, here it is. You ready? Yeah. We talked about in the last episode the heart of worship. I asked you the hardest question we'll probably ask. We're gonna. I, it was really kind of a lie. We're gonna ask harder questions, but it was for that show. Pa- pastors do that. You know, we say we're wrapping up. Uh-huh. We're wrapping up our final words. Mm-hmm. You know, as a worship leader, you're like, I gotta get up, go, and then you get up there and go. He's still talking. He's still talking. No. We have techniques, but but the heart of worship. You said in the last episode. It is about understanding the embodiment of who we serve mm-hmm. and, and who we're worshiping. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good word. So please go back and do that and look at that. And he gave us three things to strap on yeah. to get ready to get to the heart of worship. He said, you got to be Christ-focused, him-focused. You need to be scriptural in your understanding of worship and how you're presenting that. And spirit-led, uh, and, and that doesn't mean you're planned, yeah. but you're spirit-led, And but the key is that the Holy Spirit is at the center yes. Is that all fit for you? Yeah, no, that's okay. So, yeah. so let me let me let's build on that. Now let's talk about the process. Hmm. You, you, there's a process there. And we ended the last show by talking about you know it's not just you on a keyboard. Ben's a worship leader here at Community Faith. It's not him on a guitar, but but it's you and it could be just you for for one service. I'm sure, but you you oftentimes have a team around you. Yeah. Um, we, we had we had 100 people on stage Sunday in our church. It was a great team. Yeah, big team. <laughs> I don't know, how many people do you normally have on platform? I gotta count. On average. On average, I would say about seven. You have seven on platform. What, what Ben, what do we have on average? Oh, I don't know. I mean it's always it can go eight, three eight. Three to three to eight. Three to eight. Three to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's the lowest you get? Um you know, everybody calls in sick and they just, you know, we're minimalist. I always have fill-ins, so. So you have fill-ins. You, so you're, you're, you're more well-prepared than men is? No. No. Yes. No answer. Ben no has answer. no problem throwing himself under the bus. That's all no. I like about Ben. Pure humility. No, it's just that the people that I have around. <laughs> so so you've got, you got, you got eight on the platform. How many people do you have in a booth back there that make the magic three. happen? Three. Three. You have three in your booth. Gosh, mm-hmm. golly. Uh, Lucas, how many we got in our booth? In the booth, here. Three to five. Because yeah, 
But and then two yeah, cameras. You got you, you, uh, we so we got the it, it, and if we took the camera off, Thank the Lord we if we took the camera stream off, we wouldn't need a couple of those people in the booth. So you could go to three two. Yeah. So so doing the production stuff, people understand it's doing that. Video, it adds a whole different world. Doesn't it? Yeah. So so you basically got eight people plus three eleven, mm -hmm. and I guess you have to deal with some ball and chain called a pastor at some point in time too. <laughs> They're in there kind of. It's like jumping rope. They want to play. <laughs> You know, so you've got 10 to 11 people that are yeah. part of your core team. So, so my question is, tell us yeah. about, tell us about your process of leading and working with your lead pastor and your team in creating that worship experience because you're not by yourself. Well, I'm flat out honest. The process is messy. <laughs> it's never clean and it's never, it's never really like defined, you know, where it's like this week is going to be the same as last week or anything like that. Right. So we're always talking. So that's the biggest main point is that conversations need to happen in the process. Um, not just appointing, but conversating about stuff. And so that's what I really do admire um, is that conversations are happening with that sort of process. Um, and we usually, you know, we try not to talk about it the day of right. because the day of it's like, we just need to do it. And go home and rest. I had to tell you, we make our final. We make, we, we make some of our last minute changes fifteen minutes before. I mean, we. I've sometimes it's like Pastor Eddie's going to go longer, so we just had to. Hey, so you do do some adaptation. Yes, but we do, but it's it's always it just depends on the week. It depends so. on the week. Do you, do you, now I know one mm -hmm. of the things that, that that Ben does really well here, and Ben mm -hmm. and Lucas can talk about this is we. We went from having like very few people that could lead to we got a plethora of people that can yeah. lead now. We got depth. We got good leadership depth too. Yeah. And part of that is when when I know when Ben's planning here, I know some people like so and so maybe a green drummer today or a green mm -hmm. bass guitar player or he's got somebody singing that's a little new on the platform. You don't just have your your A game, but you've got to also teach and develop people yes. along the process. Do you do you do some of that as well? Yes. Do you have projects? Yes. Well, I would call them more of their, their own projects. They're their own projects. Because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it is like we do get new people. But there's a teaching and a developmental yes. role to the worship leader. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can run faster by yourself. Ben can run yeah, faster definitely. by himself. You know, Lucas can do all these things, but then you put a guy on the stage. It's, it's his first year being up front playing a bass guitar player or doing <laughs> this or that. And you've got to, you've got to coach him. And if you do a good job, you've got, You've got gold for a long time. Yeah. And if you, yeah. and I, I know churches, some churches, you know, people go and go, I want to go play in, I want to play in the band at that church. Mm -hmm. They show up and they go, ah, you're terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not that big of a church. We do yeah. have to develop people. Yes. And these yes. guys are really good at oh, helping talented. people shine at their level of talent. Yeah. And we've seen some of them become now very strong leaders. I've seen it happen before my eyes. As yeah. I said in the last episode, I'm the biggest church hopper there is. Now we'll promote that because I'm a fan of what God is doing in churches hmm. and seeing people that I see on a week in wake week out basis who serve on some right. of these teams. Right talking about their process. Right. So, I mean, it's beautiful to see that they're challenging themselves and also finding new ways to outlet. Because the when we talked about the last episode, the Shekinah glory, the, the mm -hmm. favorite temple was outside David's, the Levitical priest mm -hmm. would get out there and they just worship the embodiment of Christ. We have to remember that the Levitical priests were, I can't, I can't get this right. They were either 20 to 50 or there was, was an funny. age and then they had to be out like 20 to 50 yes. or it was 30. I think it's 20 to 50. It was distinct. Yeah, yeah. it was a distinct Regiment, age. And then they, yeah. could, they could eat at the table of the Levites, but they couldn't serve anymore in the tabernacle when they got, when they got too old. So I'd be too old, but, <laughs> but that was the musicians that was in the right, tabernacle. Right, right. Part of it was you, you want to go to sleep, you know, right. they had to serve all night, 20 <laughs> yeah. to 50. They're in there. So you have to understand there's always a new 20 year old. Yeah. And there's always a 50 year old. Yeah. If the 50 year old's not showing the 20 year old how to get mm -hmm. started, 
how do you pass the baton? Right. How do you keep the, the fire burning and maintain the Shekinah? So there's, you guys not only are leading, you're directing, yeah. but you're also equipping people to be that next generation. And if you're doing a really good job, I hate to say this, Ben can walk off for three or four weeks and, and it's not that we don't miss him. No, right. It's just he's built enough depth that his people shine on behalf of him. Right, and to right. me, there's a real power right. in that. It, you know, yes. and they're not the same. Everybody's the same. So th that's a philosophy. So you've got a role of teaching and, and strategizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so uh, let me let me get into a really tough one. This is my view of worship. So this is the hard uh -huh. one today. So you got to deal with uh, Reverend Dr. Troy Benetton, my Dr. philosophy. Doctor in church development all things of good knowledge of how to build churches. <laughs> hey, come on. The, yeah, no, I'm the gonna, great and humble, Troy. Yeah, very humble here. <laughs> <laughs> Southern Methodist University. That's uh, not on the wall. That's no, like, a, it's almost Ivy, but they have Ivy, but it's yeah, in the back. It's in yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. My view of worship leaders, the platform and the mm -hmm. congregations are that we are all on the platform. Mm -hmm. So I always understand that whether you're the pastor or you're the worship leader and you're working in partnership, just like Moses and Aaron work mm -hmm. with the Levites and the singers, we are all on the platform. Mm -hmm. I know it looks like the worship leader and the drummer and the keyboard mm -hmm. player on the platform. And it feels like the tech guys are somewhere in another room. They don't even exist. They're really on the platform. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, everybody in the pews technically yeah. for me is on the platform. And we, in my theological view, my viewpoint, we truly worship like you said, the embodiment mm -hmm. of one Christ. Mm -hmm. So really it feels like when you come to our churches that we're the show on the platform and they came and bought a ticket mm. and we better perform well and jump through the hoops well. So oh, they'll I come back this. and they'll put some money in the offering yeah. plate and, and they'll get concession food and stuff like that. <laughs> but, but we're really Donuts. an audience of one. And that's my viewpoint. How do you see the role of the worship leader, your worship team, your platform, and, and honestly your congregation, how do you see that? That's, that's just my viewpoint. I mean, that's, it's, it's very similar. It's like, there is no, there, because of how we've modernized things, mm -hmm. we make it look a certain way. It feels like a show. It feels, it like, feels like a, a concert at the Civic but Center. But it is at its core. It's one. And cause we do the great yeah. lights. I, I don't want to not do lights. I don't want to not do video. I, I don't want to, yeah. I think we should give the Lord the best of our age. Yeah. I mean, my pastor has said this, if that's all we have to offer, then close up yeah because they brought their best yeah. this is i think some of our best mm -hmm. in presenting ourselves before god mm -hmm. i mean these guys i mean when when god designed the suits that these yeah. guys had to wear i mean he had them in purple <laughs> linen and, and lace the rocks i mean he he, he rocks and, yeah. and you read that he, he got down to the underoos yeah uh -huh. the linen underneath garments and he told them how they had to wash and yes. what they couldn't touch yes. so so our god is worthy oh, yeah. of our excellence mm -hmm. yeah you know, yeah. he wants our first. Now, we don't bring the old rotten calf in and sacrifice it, the one old broke one. We bring the best one. I, I have a great story years ago. I tell all the time when I'm traveling places that I had this woman came in and I said, we need a new piano for the church. This is back 20, 30 years ago mm -hmm. in Methodist Church. Somebody comes rolling up one day and they got this old raggedy piano, spin it piano out of tune. Mm -hmm. Said, we brought you the piano. And I said, well, that's not what I had in mind. I had in mind a new baby grand Yamaha. And they said, yeah, we just got the new Yamaha at the house. We're bringing the church the old one. And I said, I don't want it. Mm. When I cast a vision, I wanted a, a yeah. baby grand. Yeah. And I said, I think you need to have that Yamaha delivered here. And if you want to do something yeah. really nice, buy yourself too. Buy yourself too. And, and I stunned the person. Come on. I stunned the person. 
I had people mad at me. They called. They said I was ungrateful. I was rude. We had twelve spinet. Every classroom had twelve spinet. When I came here, there were spinets in every classroom. I think Lucas, your office had one in it. We finally got rid of all those things. It's good to have one around just to bang up sometimes. But you know what? That that woman went home mad. Yeah. And the next day, she delivered a brand new one. She thought about wow. it. Wow. Yeah, that's how we got one. Yeah. Because God didn't need your junk. No. He went your best. I mean, that's that's scripture. If the spinet was her yeah. best, if the spinet was her best, yeah, that would have been okay. Yeah. But when she said she got a new X piano and went the old one because I don't want to go to Goodwill, <laughs> will you guys lift it? I hate that. I hate when people call the church and want to give them their old junk. <laughs> you know, give God your best. So, so I think we're yeah. there now. I want to show you. I want to show you a chart. This is where we get real heady, real yeah. doctory. You ready for this? I didn't prep you guys for this. Okay, Ben, this can blow your mind. Yeah, I don't do math, so it's math. Well, it is math mine. Either. For those of you that are smart, I, I just want I want people to have something to grab a hold of as yeah. a pastor. When I think of preaching and I think of worship, I think of trigonometry. They're not related, but I think there's a concept. There's a thing called the sine wave and the cosine wave. Mm. All right. And then there's things that touch that wave or cross that wave, and they call those tangents or intersection points. I see the worship starting there as a as a wave, as a sine wave mm -hmm. or a cosine wave. And I see the preaching coming in to ride on that wave, right. to, to be a part of it, the scripture coming in right. to ride on that wave. And as you look at that, there's highs and there's lows and there's, there, there's praise and there's reflection and there's points of intersection. And I consider those intersection moments where the, the wave of God through worship and the, and the presence of God through scripture mm -hmm. and the word, when they meet, I consider those holy moments. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just intersecting moments. And you can kind of see on the one chart on the right up here, the, 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 the blue wave and the, and, the, and the red wave, and you can kind of see how they flow and they connect. And you can, I love how the one below here, how the two kind of begin to flow into one. Right. They kind of start right. different. You can see that in worship. Uh, a good example was last Sunday. I, I really, I went off on just the deep end of space in preaching and, and just went off on something the Lord put on my heart. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know where the closing was going to go. I was just yeah. ready to be done with it. We gave an invitation. It was not an earthquake, folks. It was, <laughs> it but was it, it, could, it could be. We live in, we live in, we live in, where we live, it could be. But, but, but we'll all get on the table. We'll be safe. But, but what's funny is, you know, we had a song planned. Yeah. I don't even know where the song came from at the end. I, they told me it was the first song. The first song we did that morning, they brought back. Mm. I had no idea that song meant that until the sign and the cosine got yeah. together. Well, and, and I wasn't planning on doing that song until I heard your sermon. It's like, it's like it was over here and I'm over here. Mm -hmm. I didn't coach that. I didn't ask for that song, but there could not have been, you brought the two together. It's like the congregation got trained in it. I was over here and, and, and somewhere in the, I crossed the Holy mm -hmm. ghost started talking to me and I changed everything. Yeah. He changed everything. And next thing you know, there, there's a, there's a resonance, resonance, a resonance of that embodiment. Mm -hmm. And so I just see worship and preaching as sign and cosine. Mm -hmm. And the, they can get highly separate and they can get aggravated at each other. But the key is, is they work in relationship as you work with your mm -hmm. pastor, as you work with your lead team, as you work with mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Uh, just yeah. get, talk to me a little bit about how you, how you work with that and flow with that. I mean, the process is very much what I said at first. It's communication. What line of communication do you have with the, with the lead pastor or with yourself? Right. I mean, very honest, if you're not having these conversations as far as even for your own personal walk to where like, God, am I actually listening to you? Or am I just doing this out of habitualism? That's right. a word. Right. Because, is it just routine? Yeah. Is Are it you just, just punching it in? Well, because these songs, well, we know them. So let's just put them in there and let's see what goes with the flow. Like it's not, 
it's not that <laughs> that simple. It still requires the heart and the mind, everything in it to put it together. So, I mean, conversations with, um, you know, hey, pastor, what are we? What is our series about? Like, pastor, what did you feel? in this song, in this first service, did you feel that the way that I felt it? Or if you didn't, what do we need to do anything? Or is it just, you know, just let the Holy spirit speak. So you're working to get these things flowing together. Just like, yeah. I mean, even though this is mathematical, there is a process by which you want to get yes. these things to be cohesively working. Together. And I think it's, it is that conversation because yeah. if you can't, if there's you can't a carrier, I it, think worship's a carrier wave. Yeah. It carries the presence of God. It, it embodies it brings you before the throne of God and it, yeah. it allows a lot of stuff to happen that if it's not in tune, yeah. it'll be out of whack. Well, it does worship or the music side of the service does so, most of the preaching as much as the pastor or right. even sometimes I totally agree I, more I, or yeah, sometimes right. more, not because of content, but because of context of what you're encountering in that moment. Yeah. Um, because as you said, spirit, following the spirit can happen during the music or the preaching, but it's matters if you're, you're actually leading on him rather than just saying this is our order of service. Let's just do it. What, how do you see your role that see that requires developing a maturity, not yeah. just amongst the worship leader, but you're going to have to work as a worship leader to develop the maturity of your entire team to mm. be able to move to something like that, to be adjustable. Like I said to you, I was in colleague's church. I made a change like that in the whole mm. booth. You could feel the anger of the booth come up on me. <laughs> By the time I got to the next thing, I was scared to do anything. Yeah. And so to be honest with you, I was a terrible preacher in the second service because mm. I, I felt like the house was mad at me. It, mm. People loved it, but, but you know what I mean? Right. How do you, how do you develop and coach amongst your leadership the development of spiritual growth and maturity. Is that a huge part of your role? You, How do you see that? You develop out of honesty of where your people are. Um, hmm. You don't, you don't over complicate it for them and say, well, this is how it needs to be. Cause this is how everybody. So, and so does it this way. Um, you have to be clear that these are people that don't serve as much as you do. And that their busy schedules, their life, their children, their circumstances, their trials, their tribulations are also affecting them as much as they do me. When I hear clear though, but I also hear you got to be clear, but I also hear trust. Yeah, and I see that with Ben a lot on Sundays, where where you make a move or you make an adjustment, and I've seen you come in on the back of somebody else's song, decide that you're going to tag it and take it another place or take it up a place, and they've also got to trust you to yield. There's got to be a yeah. yielding inside the body. Yeah. I mean, there has to be an understanding, like I am the leader. Right. Uh -huh. And this is not about you. This is not about me either. But as the leader, I'm, it's my job to lead this part of the service. So like that we're in line streamline. And, and, and if I can, if I can, yeah, I think that's, if, if you take yeah. that wave, if you feel the worship service is out of whack yeah. with where the flow right. is, you have to make some adjustments, yeah. whether it be, I always, I've always, back when I was teaching some other younger worship leaders in, in this place uh, before your time, Ben, I, I would say, I know you had four songs a day. You didn't need the fourth song. No. The Holy Ghost came in song yeah, two and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. You should have just mined that bad yeah, boy out. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, bring it back afterwards. That's right. You didn't have to do the four. You didn't have to do the bridge 12 times. And the, you had us. Because it's so easy to be like, well, I have four scheduled and right. we need to fill this. Time. Right. You yeah. could have just gone off and free based yes. and, and it would have been great. You could have done, we could have called, we could have had a healing service right then because the pools of Shalom stirred. Yes, the embodiment yes. was there. He, what happened is it came into resonance. Yeah. And sometimes we go, well, I got to go do song three. And you go to song three or say mm -hmm. song four. And all of a sudden yeah. it wasn't in sync. Yeah. 
Mm. I mean, it would like again, Sunday, had you maybe done what you would have closed with, it would not have had the power of mm. what would have. A lot of worship leaders have enough. Some of you guys are a bit, some preachers are too. We're a bit OCD and compulsive. And I did it. I got to get it done. Or people are going to be mad at me. The booth will be mad at me. Mm. Trust. I clear, clear goals and that yielding is yeah. huge. It's, it's huge to also recognize that trust is built over time oh, that's mm-hmm. good. and it's not immediate because trust, trust if, how can we expect that for other people, but for ourselves, we want it. Well, just give me time. Mm-hmm. Let me, and it's so selfish. Trust can be very selfish sometimes, but that's the realization. Like even in, I would even use example, the booth knows that I won't veer off unless there's a flow, but like they know my flow. It's so strange because it's like, even the computer person, they just know, well, I'll just flow with you with here and then there. And then you just do your thing. And then and we'll over time you've built a trust that if I am going to veer off, mm-hmm. they know something that, that there's yeah. a reason why you're adjusting course. Yes. And you've so, seen rocks, you've seen a breaker or yes. you've seen a place to surf. I mean, yeah. sometimes you just catch a wave yeah. and you ride the wave. And that's what I would tell this one brother. He was leading worship here and he would catch, I mean, highly anointed, still anointed. Yeah. He would catch a wave and ride it, but he would ride a short wave. And I'm thinking, yeah. man, we need to run the pipe on that one. I mean, God, I mean, you can see the people light up and then you go to the next one yeah. and then, then extend that. The next song didn't happen. No. And so would overextend the next song to try to make that happen again. And I hate, I, I, yeah. what I, where I got him was, Rarely does that happen twice in any service. Mm. The pools stir just occasionally in the history. When they stir, bathe in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense to you? Yeah. yeah. It's not that they can't come back, but if you're going to try to make them come back, now you're trying to do minor chords and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like <clears throat> with with multiple services, you're not always going to flow. The do you see a difference in how one? Yeah. And it's changing every week because sometimes 9 a.m. is. Okay, I hear something, but then 11 a.m. is like, I did not hear that at all. Right? What do you do? Right. What so, do you do when there's nothing so, flowing? But it's that that's where that's the conversation of how you know the song and knowing, okay, this song may not have said what I need to say, but I know another song in context with what I'm trying to say. So mm-hmm. I just pull that one out. What is whatever we have designed for that service? It is also like, okay, if I go here, what is my outlet here? Yeah. And do, do you ever have do you ever have a song that's just killer in the first, but then it's terrible oh yeah. in the second and this song takes oh off yeah. instead? Well, and that that's because of the reception of what of who's there. Of who's there. Right, and also right. not yeah. everyone who steps into the church was there last week to hear it for the first time. That's right, time. that's right. So yeah, they're yeah. hearing everything probably the first time that day. If you if you know right. anything about my style, I, I'm a prayer walker, so yeah. When I get in the pews and I get done, I go to the back in prayer walk. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do in prayer walking is I, I I look over everybody that's present and ask the Lord, do I have something for somebody here today? Have you spoken? Is this message today about somebody here? Do mm-hmm. I have a word? Yesterday I had somebody that was on my heart. Sunday I had somebody on my heart. And it was, I had something for them personally. I walked over to the pew, went mm-hmm. right up to them and said, I gave them a word from the Lord. Yeah. And then we prayed for them Yeah, in a group. But sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's go, oh, so-and-so's back. Gosh, God's going to minister to them. I just pray over people. Yeah. And when I'm done with that, then I say, God, okay, what do I need to change today? Yeah. What, what, what's, what's, what, what's being interrupted? And sometimes then I'm just worshiping and then maybe that's adjusting mm-hmm. me. So 
I prayer walk till I hear, it's like a, I always describe it as a, as a revolver mm-hmm. and a cylinder and a revolver. When you put bullets in it, you, 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 you call it cylinder it up. You just got to click. Mm-hmm. I don't go preach till I hear the click. Yeah. And, and that can be through the worship that can be through yeah. the prayer or just, I see somebody present go, I know the words for this person today. Yeah. And you know, so ever I can see how that would change dramatically from. Yeah. Service to service. And actually going back to the question, Ben, I think so many times we think something needs to happen Sure. In that moment when it's like the song did what it needed to, and it's just, okay. And then that's where the trust in the pastor is with you and just saying like, Hey, I think you're going to have to come up now. Cause I, I, so every time I look at pastor pastors, like, okay, but there are conversations. So it could after. be a setup song for something. That's coming. Yes. You can't force something. You can't, you can't force, force it because in that forcing you may get, a moment, but it's not leading it towards the goal of the service. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get anything with the people. Yeah. So they're, they're, no. they're kind of back here. And, right. You know, I never, I never reference them to know that I'm doing what I need to be doing. Right. That's but good. I, but I do reference to, but it's not easy when they look like sourpusses. No. Sometimes they just like, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, what did we come here to baptize do? with lemon juice today? <laughs> I mean, it is tough. And even yeah. the best worship leader will have to work past yeah. that. It's, but as you lose yeah. yourself in worship, that's why I prayer walk. Because well, yeah, it, it, and this is where it's so funny because when I first started with Love and Truth, I got it a little bit more structured with myself. Um, and one of the biggest things was a pastor always said, "Open your eyes," because I get lost in myself. Mm-hmm. Now I realize that he wasn't just talking to my eyes with what I see, but look at the people's hearts right. yeah. when you're singing and engage and engage and bring them into the embodiment and bring them into the body. Even though I may not see them all, all doing it, but there's one person in the back or I can remember that lady in the red shirt this past Sunday where, where she was crying and we, and you worship with them. You can, yes, just, because yeah. that moment intimacy doesn't mean acoustic intimacy means the Lord. Right. And, and you can Where's worship the to Lord and somebody ministering. else could be a part of that worship team, helping bring yeah. you and the team to the Lord. Yeah. We have a, a couple that's been our church a couple of weeks and I, I haven't been able to connect with them until this week. And they have, you can just tell they have a deep love for the worship yeah. of the Lord. And they, I did just lit me up the last couple of weeks. You know, I was, Same. I could worship through the embodiment. It was encouraging mm, yes. to see somebody come in hungry, you know, and, and that made me hungry. Yeah. So I don't need to worship through them, but they were part of the team. Yeah. They brought something to the table and it just kind of ignites it ignites a hunger and, and a that, desire. And that's all a personal, like people, people have to grow in of themselves to have that hunger. So when you get the negative person, just move yeah. past them, go to somebody well, else. I, I wouldn't say ignore <laughs> them because I believe that even in that stubbornness, God still wants to. That's minister. really good too. Yeah. And because speak, speak to don't, them. not everything yeah. is going to be ministered the same way. That's right. Some people can be very right. still and they can be very tough. But right. it's kind of like with Moses and the rock. Right. Like I, I can have a stubborn person like a rock. Absolutely. And I could be like, well, if I hit him with this song, though, and yeah, it gets him out. But then was that the way that God wanted to do it that, that day? So. Hey, what are three to five things? You keep it from oh three to gosh. five. Okay. Three to five things. It's hard. All right. And then bit, we'll, we'll track. Well, I'll track them. I'll track yeah. them. What are three to five things? I won't kill you if you just give me two. I yeah. love you. Yeah. What are three to five things you would like people in the pews, people in the seats of the church to understand and help with, to enhance bringing people before the embodiment 
of Christ that would help in enhancing? What are those things you you you, you said in the last episode for you? You need to focus on Him, Scripture, mm-hmm. and Spirit led. What do they need? What do they need to strap on to be a good team member and enhance that whole experience? What would you? What would make it? What makes it stellar for you when you go? Yeah, this was this was cool. That it, what I said because if they're coming to church just for me, then they're not. Well, that's why, good. That's why good. Are you there. Well, you gotta like, give me more than that. Well, and the reality. No, I, th- I agree with yeah, that. No. That, they're, that they're also for the same purpose. Purpose. People. People are coming either with questions or with answers. Oh, that's good. And you can have. It's kind of like people, you know, that say they're hungry after they went to Golden Corral and decide to go to King Guan or something and eat some more. Like you're not gonna eat anymore because you're already full of what you wanted already. Right. Like until you're emptied and hungry, then you'll receive what you need. But you're so full of yourself and full of what you think you have to require from that moment Mm. that you don't give an opportunity to be fed. And I'm not saying as far as like any sort of specific sermon, I'm saying fed of what, what I can minister to you, but what is the Lord ministering to you? Yeah, I think it's good. So what you're saying, and maybe one step one would be people need to come. There's two ways to look at this. You could say people need to come emptied, ready to receive, or they need to come ready to give out yeah. so that they will become emptied and ready to receive back. There would yeah. be even be better if they came to give yeah. and out yeah. of that outpouring, they would be able to receive back from the because collective. it's always going to be a transaction. It's never going to be, oh, I like that. it's never going to be something where now transaction, meaning that you're not giving something to God to get something back. No, right, right. No, no, transaction, no. Meaning that when you lay it down, he's filling you up, but master and servant, still is a transactional yes, thing it's you, still transactional you, a, there is and the key is faithfulness i think yes yeah. and that faithfulness to what you said if you believe in christ then that goes beyond just believing him but serving him and loving him and daily in, in instructing your own self to start doing that now when i get three to when i mean three to five you're 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 deeply theological here and i really appreciate that but i mean it can be as simple as you know you know you know on the three to five is I would really appreciate if you would just silence your cell phone, you know, or don't talk to the person. (laughs) Or don't talk to the person so loud next to you that I can't hear the click track in my head. Or that they can't focus on worship. Or that, that it just took out the whole pew, you know, sometimes I know there's things that become distracting as well. That's something I always pray. Well, I think if they don't feel connected in worship, then get connected with the person who's leading worship. Oh, that's really Um, good. Because you're not going to be connected to anything that I do if you don't know me. And the realization is that worship leaders like to stay in the back room, but you've got to be presenting yourself in, and sometimes it is to where connection is the only bridge you have, right? Nothing else will matter until they know who you are. So, so there's an emptiness or or a giving to, a a giving to receive. There's, there's a need, they need to get connected. I guess I'm more focused on with, with this question is just more of, um, I don't ever put it on someone else. Because I know what I need to do as far as me leading people. And so if I can give them a bridge to be like, oh, I can trust you in this moment. Like even that five seconds before countdown starts, I'm going to the new couple that I've never met before and say, hey, I'm glad you're here. We're going to lead worship. Um, And if you want to stand, if you want to sit down, whatever it is, but I'll talk to you guys after service. Yeah, that's good. So like that. Now I can't get to everybody. But you can can start a relationship. But that's where the team comes in. And if they're doing that, then they'll connect with them as well, not just me. Hmm. So it's a team effort to be connected. All right. Uh, Anything else that you want to get those people in the pews connecting with you? Um, Give me one more and you get to your three and I'll let you out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
uh, get your coffee in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Does it bother you guys if I drink my coffee while I worship some? No. no. Just don't spill it. Just don't spill it. Right, right. And don't <laughs> do. I mean, Don't have bother. 20 people having to clean it up. It, it, it doesn't bother me as a pastor either. It doesn't bother me if people get up and walk in the back they, if they need to get no. up. I'd rather them get up and hold their child than for the child to scream for the 15th minute. Yeah. You know, I, I'm cool with movement. I'm cool with I think prayer. that's all personal, how people grew Some up. Some pastors and, cannot yeah. handle that. They yeah. freak out. Her pastor would have freaked out no, and stuff like that. No, he'd rather you get up than to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to sleep, walk around, you know, because people ha had to work all night. Some people yeah. were sacrificing. Yeah. So we want to help you. So, so, so you know. <laughs> get your coffee. I, I guess what I want is. <laughs> Energy. I yeah. don't want people to be distracting. One no. of the worst things bothers me if, if it's too loud out in the hall or if it's yeah. this, and it's pulling people from the embodiment moment yeah. and it becomes a distraction to me, to the platform, to Christ. I, I don't want that. Yeah. I want, it, it, distractions are always opinionated to the person. So yeah. I would say it's equally important that we're not being a distraction to the people in the congregation. Oh. Um, no. That's good. With, go into that. <laughs> go into that. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, being prepared well, musically yeah. is one thing. Like you can, if it yeah. sounds like junk, that can be kind of distracting. But it's you still want hope. You want to hope people See, get catch the heart of what you're doing, one, and that's really yeah. important. Right. One of the, yeah, I, I think it's right but on. There are. That's I mean, good. there's things we can be doing from the platform that, mm. you know. Yeah, might oh, yeah. not be pointed towards Christ, but or get, might but be more. One of the things you know we're trying I mean? to do now, right. we haven't finished yet. We've been talking about it for two retreats, and we're going to try to get it done this year. But just just a little thing like breaking a guitar string. Mm. We're trying to buy a house guitar, just to have a guitar that's yeah. sitting there. Yeah, you know, his breaks. It's not the best guitar, but rather than just derailing everything, because because even when I'm out there and I see a guy's guitar string break, I go, "Oh man, yeah. oh man," uh, you yeah. know, I'm like Rain Man. Yeah. Hello, oh, <laughs> you know, Kmart, Kmart, you know, you know. But if I see them reach over and grab a another guitar plug in i go whoa yeah. you know we're back in it you know so you well, know actually and that this this is a small tangent but it's it goes to what this moment of distraction my dad was involved in some um, ministry back in venezuela and he was in a band that was traveling playing but there was a person who was supposed to play before them and he had this rinky dinky guitar <laughs> didn't have it tuned or anything he said but he said he started playing uh, mm -hmm. Amazing Grace. Uh, and my dad says, I don't know what happened with the people, but they just went silent and just people just started weeping. Mm. Wow. And with him playing his guitar, that guy, and he, my dad still remembers it to this day. And I'm just that that's what boil, it boils down to. The way that people find distractions is if you always pinpoint them. Yeah. Even, hey, I just did that. Make sure not to pay attention to that. Or even in worship when it's like, okay, the track gets off. Well, cut it off. Yeah, Go. Yeah. Don't say, hey, our track went off. Though I know for house rules and for presentation purposes, you kind of may, hey, we messed up. But people who come on a regular basis don't even care about they don't care. No. They don't and care. I'm not saying they don't care about the heart. I'm saying they don't care about how well it sounds. They, they love the place they're at. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been there. They wouldn't have been there. So, they've made I mean, a decision by showing up. They've made up. a decision in that. Now, I'm not saying we minimize the level of expectation. Or, or improve next time. Yeah, or, or preparedness. But sometimes you're going to have stuff break. You're going to have stuff go out. But that's where that's where we have to be gracious with ourselves like and and with the yeah. people. Just knowing that they do. We got to trust that they're not, they're not children. They understand mistakes happen. 
Right. But it's when we say mistakes are the only things that happen here. Yeah. Like right. that, it's not. And if it's All becoming that too regular yeah. and it's the same, you're not yeah. growing and learning, That that's then that's not putting the best before the Lord either. No. The but Lord, some of those musical mistakes, a lot of the people out in the audience. We don't yeah, even know. Don't I'll even go know. out to lunch with these guys. Oh, I blew that. It was horrible. I said, what? Oh, you know, we didn't notice it. We've been singing this song for 10 years. That's a new song. They said, we use yeah. all new. I forgot the words and filled in words. Well, I thought the words were the Holy oh, Ghost. God. You know, I, they were fine with me. It's just the realization. Okay, I've got one yeah. more. So yes, I got, go I've got one more question before I give you the final question, which is the most important question, yeah. because the last question will be the special senior pastor's inquiry question. Woo. I've been hired by all senior pastors pastors in Southern Illinois to inquire amongst our worship leaders yeah, one of y'all's problems we want answers to. There you so, go. So we're gonna get there. <laughs> Haircuts. Yes. What is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is, well that, I didn't get to that one yet, that's a good one. What is your heart for getting people to understand that the power of worship, mm. um, the, 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 to help them understand the power, but to engage and move beyond being spectators into actual worshipers? Because a lot of people come and they think, again, it's, it's a ticketed event at the Civic Center, it's a seated event. I'm in the crowd. I'm in the back. I'm in the shadow. How do you mentally, even if they never get on the platform, what's your process of getting them from spectator to standing before the embodiment of Christ? This is big stuff. It's, it's actually, because I remember in my mind, we did it back in 2016. We had 20 worship leaders on the platform and all of their churches came, most of them, most of them came. And at the very end, I had one of the people who was helping me. She said she had invited a pastor friend, didn't know any of the songs, apparently, which some of them are different, but they've been written for so long. But he has said, if he would have only sang songs that I knew, I would have, you know, been there. I would have, right. but he was there and he encountered the most beautiful I believe what we've encountered together as, as a church in Southern Illinois, but um, it just blew, it just blew my mind that no matter how much you do that the room it there, uh, it's up to them to make their decision why they're going to these things. Yeah. We just set the platform to say, this is what we're here to do. If you wanted to hear your song, go to YouTube. Like, yeah, cause you can hear anything you yeah, want to, but, but see, that's where my vision was. I didn't want to do songs that everyone else was doing. I wanted us to express songs that really showcased our expression of worship more than our lyrics of worship or we're doing the latest song. And that would be a shared experience. Yes. Because if people, if they yeah, open themselves to it, because that was actually one of <laughs> Dustin will always remember this. There's this uh, friend of mine, um, a worship leader who didn't like playing with tracks, but I say, Hey, create a track for his song. When it started happening, he was like, what is going on? But he went in and after that moment, I realized, look, it, it was all an experience for us. We didn't know what it was going to look like. We didn't know that we had a plan. Oh, this song's going to hit hard or that song's going to, we just went in and experienced this whole moment together. Now, people are always going to come with what their expectations of what it should be, but that doesn't derail from what it was. Yeah, one of my you friends, know, how beautiful uh, it was. my mentor yeah. Fred Bishop said, when you go to a church and maybe the worship's completely different, mm -hmm. they sing hymns, you sing contemporary yeah. or whatever. He says, he says, you you should as a Christian, we should be able to worship anywhere. They're singing yeah. scriptural songs, looking toward the embodiment of Christ. And yeah. he does. I've yeah. never yeah. seen anything. Even if like you it. don't gel with that song because it's old yeah. school, 
worship with the sister over there that's been doing that for 30 years and appreciate her God. God gave me a revelation on that with, I was in a Catholic church. We were sick and we were, we weren't even singing with a praise band or anything. It was our, our chorale, um, at the choir at the school. But the Lord said, cause there was a late, there was a group of older people that were singing these songs and just their smiles. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were leading these songs and I was just like, God, how can they do that? This place seems so dead. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's no disrespect to the, the Catholics and all that. I'm right, right, right. disrespecting, but that's just what I had felt. But the Lord said, I'm not moved because of the buildings or because of the preparation of the bishop. I'm moved by that lady back there. The faithfulness right there. Right. That lady's heartfelt content that she was worshiping God. Yeah is what moved God. And you think of the prophet as Anna or Simeon who waited mm-hmm. in the temple and waited in the mm-hmm. temple and waited in the temple on the presence so of So the Holy Spirit can move wherever that heart is. Mm-hmm. And you can worship through yes. that heart. Yes, because I that's believe- That's a connectional transaction. Because two or yeah. three, and that's such a beautiful thing. We think it's two or three of us, but it's actually, he's part of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It was her and him that made that move in that room. Though nobody else would right. have felt it. And you can fall in was, love with Christ through somebody else's yes. relationship. And now I'm not saying like, oh, well, you know, every church should be spirit filled. I'm, I'm not saying that people should do this. People should do that. What I am saying is like, if you know how to honor God in your worship, he will be there. Authentically. Authentically yeah, be there. Right. Wherever you're at. Synagogue. Very good. But yeah. that's just the reality of it. If you worship, if you really do love him, he's going to show up. Well, we're not done with this. We, we're going to go deeper in, in three. This is outstanding stuff, yeah. uh, Israel. But I've got the special senior pastor's inquiry that I must get to. Go ahead. Uh, because it's in uh, part two of this episode. So here it is, uh, big boy. <laughs> biggie, biggie. Why do, why do you worship pastors? I mean, senior pastor. I'm speaking on behalf of senior pastors. Why do you worship pastors? always want to eat into our preaching time. It just feels very pointed. And and just, I, I just thought you might want to answer. Ben just told me, like a week ago, I walked in, I was moved by the Holy Ghost. We were in a pre-worship meeting. He says, I feel led today to cut the songs back to give you more time today, preacher. And I thought in all my time, he's never offered such a thing to me. Yeah. And I, I was like a, a boy getting ready to have this. Oh, hallelujah. You know, it will not be my fault today that we're late. And it's normally my fault, but, but, but he offered me this and he cut things back. It still ended up being 45. And minutes. he, he cut the song and then he extended each song for 22 more minutes and then went into three new bridges and three independent things. And it was the most powerful worship service that he's led in a long time in our church. Mm-hmm. It was great. I wouldn't have missed a thing for it. I know he felt bad about it. I felt bad for him. I felt bad for me as a senior pastor. You hired him. So. I, I did. I did. I did. That's you. But I, we had, we had the time of our life. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to know you guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys always want to enter preaching time, but, but you know, it's really our time. Yeah. And I just want to tell you the senior pastors, we, we need to all get over that and just trust the Lord in the process. Yeah. And, uh, you guys all know I don't care enough. I'm going to preach till I'm done anyway. So, <laughs> right. so I just feel, yeah. you know, I tell people yeah. who are diabetic, if you got to go, you got to go. go. We understand, you know, bring something to eat, be more prepared next time, yeah. you know, bring glucose tablets. But no, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to ask that on behalf yeah. of the senior pastors, but, but if you really think about it, I'm going to close with this. I think ultimately we, we got to quit thinking of his worship and senior pastors. We got to get to that cosine yeah. while everyone's flowing together. And I know he wanted to give me that because he knew I was on fire with something that morning. Yeah. And, but the fact was, until that thing's flowing right, don't hand it off. 
Right. And, and, and when we hand it back off, keep it flowing right. And the, the, in the end, let God be glorified. Yeah. So I, on behalf of the senior pastors, we'll just have to, we're going to have to grow up. And well, I think that's worship leaders as well. You think it, it, yeah. it, it's because like so yeah, many times, y'all can be prima donnas. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think it's all about when, whenever that communication is happening, you have a design conversation about, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're planning yeah. to do. And if you can't trust that and honor that, then you really have to reflect and be like, okay, what am I honoring then here? And we're really honoring. Well, what myself. I got excited about on that Sunday yeah. was, was I know Ben wanted to do it. <laughs> But, but when Ben didn't do it, I knew God was doing something. Yeah, yeah. And that's the trust you've got to ultimately have and, with each other. And that has to be built. That has to be that, built. Up. That cannot be built like... The first thing he did, apologize after the service. It's normally me having to apologize. Like, yeah, I went 20 minutes too long. Yeah, know. but my gosh. those things happen. It was so nice for him to owe me one for a change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we have enjoyed having this. Yeah. I want you to get out to Love and Truth Church. If you don't have a church home, they're in Craneville. Yeah, come join them. There's the website. Yeah, Sunday's 9, 11 o'clock. Go to both services to see how he changes things up. <laughs> Wednesday, seven o'clock. Oh, yeah, it will change. They're Pastor Bob and Terry would love to They're have not you. The same. We will be back in part six, which will be the third installment in Israel series with us. So come out and see that soon at on the dock. We love having you. You can go to on the doc.org, find out more information about us. You can get email at info at on the doc.org. Check out all of our incredible platforms. We'd love to have you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Check out the other auxiliary ones and all of our social media sites. They're posted on the site. If you can't find them, go to on the doc.org. There are links to every one of them. And if you have any other questions, Donna can help you with that. Just email us, hit subscribe, like, notify, share, and make sure you share all this out with other people. Love to have you as a partner on Patreon or a sponsor. You can check all that information out by going to Patreon, looking up on the dock. And if you don't have any other church home and you want to just church hop one more time, come out to Community Faith Church. We'd love to have you as well at 10 o'clock. Now your church, your first service is what time? It's at 9 a.m. Nine, and the second service, 11? 11. See, they could do, come do 10 o'clock with us, and they can leave just when I've done the introduction. And I'm okay with that. Just say as you go out, I'm going to see Israel, and I'll be cool with that. I'll say, send him a, send him hello. And uh, we'd love to have you out there. Check us out also at COFTV.com and all of our different links there you can find as well. So we're at On the Dock here. We've had a great time today. Thank you, Ben, for co-hosting with us today. Yeah, Mother Beth. Great time. Israel, great. We've got a special treat for you as we've been doing in this whole series. We are going to sign off as we close out today with an incredible, amazing piece of worship from Pastor Israel Lopez. Lord bless you. Thanks for being here on the dock.
Yeah, you are the bread of life.